I know that you want to make a difference, and I'm going to tell you how. You're on Top of the Mount with Darren Waddles. before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The things that God has told you shall come to pass. The greatest revival in the history of this church. Welcome back to another episode on Top of the Mount. I'm your host, Darren Waddles, which I know you got questions and I got answers. And you can send those questions to either our email at draywaddles at gmail.com or you can visit and direct message uh, me through the Facebook page on Top of the Mount with Darren Waddles podcast or you can visit the website, both of those links are in the description notes below. I hope all of you had a wonderful 4th of July as we celebrated our country's independence from the United Kingdom back in 1776. Likewise, I hope you enjoyed our very thought-provoking conversation with Democratic Senator Joyce Elliott. And... I will say that was a very enjoyable discussion I had with the senator. Uh, I look forward to having a discussion with her again in the future and probably talking more along the lines of issues that uh, addresses your questions. However, today's podcast, we're going to dive a little bit into that discussion and I'm going to kind of, I wouldn't say... Um, make a rebuttal, but I am going to, you know, speak my mind about what the senator talked about. Um, before we dive in into some other topics, which, where to begin? As we kind of discussed in the podcast, or in the interview, we're friends. She is on the left. I am on the right. But there are some there's some places that we definitely disagree on. And it was interesting to have the discussion, but to see the similarities that we do have. And which the topic which she talked about on working together across the aisle. Uh there are some things that she said that mirrored that of Congressman Bethune. I reference him a lot because that discussion was a great discussion in which if you haven't listened to it, I would suggest listening to uh, 
my interview with former Congressman Ed Bethune, who served during the Reagan years. And with that, she brought up in that similar way about indifference, is that we don't need to be indifferent, that there are some positions in which we need to take a stand. There are some things that we do not need to negotiate. Those are the things we stand our ground on, which I thoroughly agree with. It has been the mission of this podcast to influence you to get involved and to stand your ground on moral religious principles, that of the apostolic faith. Or for those of you that are not necessarily apostolic Pentecostal, uh, within that dimension of the faith, Christian, stand with Christian values. That is the mission, is to have a voice and stand up. Now, there are some other things, such as that egalitarian approach to politics. We have to be very mindful and careful, especially here in the United States. We have a constitution which gives the rights and privileges of all thoughts and walks of life and perspectives. So we cannot come into it, you know, and be demonstrative and dominate, you know, coming from the apostolic perspective or a Christian perspective. We cannot necessarily deny the rights of others who happen not to be of the same denomination or the same faith as we are. And that is totally agreed upon. There was no argument there. That we need to be very careful so we can protect the rights of others. Likewise, to advocate for on our behalf because, you know, apostolics happen to be within the minority. Majority of uh, the United States fall into the category of either Catholic, Baptist, or Methodist. But for the most part, in general, are Christian. But why it's important for us to acknowledge the fact that egalitarianism is important is that we are seeing a growth in agnostic or atheist ideals which is slowly, but more progressively as of late, causing secularism to infiltrate our communities and even our governments. And this is the realm in which we and me and the senator kind of differentiate, is that, granted, I do want to see an egalitarian approach where rights are not hindered or denied. This is important. But on the other side of that coin, we should not be silenced solely because what we are could offend a smaller group. It can be said on the same perspective that secularism is offensive to us. So, we have to be very careful when we do this. Is because one size does not fit all, but yet government loves to do a one-size-fits-all approach. So, egalitarian ideals are good, but at the same time, we must stand our ground and fight 
for the non-negotiables because the attack of secularism to shut up and to discriminate against those of faith is a ever-present threat. And it is clearly seen within the Congress and within our own society today. The other point that I found concerning in the conversation, which kind of blends in with what I also want to talk about. As we have gone through the coming weeks, we have seen the rise or the surge of the case numbers of that of COVID-19. But with the vaccine, we were told that there would be a lessening of cases. And we were told that those who took the vaccine would have not much of a chance of getting COVID. However, we are learning that that is not so much the case. Just like the flu, it is determined based off of the strand. If it is not the right strand, the vaccine will not work. And we are introduced to a Delta variant which apparently the vaccine is not adequately equipped to fight off this variant. And people who have the vaccine are getting sick. Those who did not have the vaccine are getting sick. And we're seeing an uptick in our cases, which is very startling, especially with the topic that we just talked about on secularism. The question before us, and I'm not going to chastise everyone that believes in what we're about to talk about, but the priority of those in the secular idealistic state is to quiet the church. And what was concerning in the topic is the actions done for the greater good. That was indeed something that was concerning to me and I think should be concerning to you. Because actions done for the greater good, sure, it sounds great, it sounds fine, but what is it that is defined as the greater good. I mean, sure, there is utility of helping for the greater good. There is a utility of doing that. But for the greater good, freedoms are lost within the greater good. And those on the left and those on the right can agree. An attack on freedom is an attack that is essentially that that the government has more of a say on your life than you yourself. And when they talk about the greater good, that should startle you. What was done in the 40s, and I'm not going to equate 
what Senator Elliott talked about as what I'm about to say. I'm not equating it to that of the ideals of Nazism. But Nazism did things for the greater good for the safety and the well-being of those that revolve around a pure white race of Germans. What FDR did to the Japanese during World War II was done for the greater good of the country. Every single time the government steps in and talks about the greater good, and that ultimately means your freedoms are going to be taken away. That's the greater good. That is things done for the greater good to ultimately control you more. Now, what does this mean concerning COVID-19? Well, I'll tell you. When your freedoms are taken away, we've seen this at the beginning of 2020. Churches were closed. Thing, you could not congregate. You could not be in close proximity. You could not talk to certain people. But if it's done for the greater good, and the question I asked, was that done by Canada, New York, and California to the extreme nature? Which she did not say no to it. She gave the, for instance, that no one wants that to happen. No one wants to see them close. We all don't want that to happen. But when you put it in the context of the greater good, that scares me. That scares me. So what that tells me is that it is going to be that when these numbers get to a certain extent, we are going to see a repeat, if not worse. We are dealing with a new administration. We are dealing with a new Congress. And things can be totally different from that during the Trump administration. Granted, Trump was not perfect. But we were not going to see a nationwide mandate for the greater good. Not that. Now, to differentiate a little bit from this topic. I want to address something also very particular about the COVID outbreak. We have three different types of people. We have those that are law-abiding citizens that try to do good and that do things for the civil good of those around them. Then there are those that are extremists on two ends. There are those that cry wolf and that try to force people to wear masks and that try to do this and that and want people to be miserable so they can feel safe. Those are those people. And they point at the people who aren't vaccinated and blame them for everything. Now, as we just established earlier, that is not the case. Because vaccination does not mean you're not going to get COVID. That has nothing to do with it. Now, on the other side of this coin, you have those on the extreme that 
aren't going to wear masks, that aren't going to abide by uh, regulations whatsoever, regardless to the fact of rendering to Caesar what is Caesar's, and they are going to push their own agenda for freedom for all, regardless. And it is these individuals that cause the greatest harm on both the left and the right. They cause the most harm. For those that believe and try to enforce higher and more restrictions, you cause friction and hate in the world. Then on those on the other end, not only do you cause friction and hate, but you also cause a higher risk of COVID outbreaks. Because I know there are some of you that believe this way, that know that you are around people with COVID, but deny the fact that you're going to catch COVID or that you're carrying COVID. And then you on purpose, knowingly, being around people with COVID, go around people that are healthy and do not have COVID, and then you infect them with the same thing that you're trying to deny, and you cause more pain and suffering, giving them COVID. We're seeing this in our churches, we're seeing this in our camps, and shame on you for being so silly and pig-headed and causing stuff like this. We are not wanting churches to close. We are not wanting this infection to spread. We don't want this to happen. But it's pig-headed people who know what's going on, who know what or how things can be affected, but choose not to be proactive. I'm not telling you to wear a mask. I'm not telling you to abide by all the restrictions known to man that the government's trying to enforce. I am not trying to say that. But I am trying to tell you to be proactive. It's the same thing when you're sick. Don't go to public places when you're sick and spread your diseases. Don't be silly. Ugh. That's all I got to say on that. It's irritating because that's exactly what's happening around not only Arkansas, but it's happening across the South and in the country alike. It's silly people being silly. Okay, I gotta calm down and move to a different topic because it is an agitating topic, COVID-19, and all aspects of it because of all the things we had to go through in 2020. But kind of going back to the greater good, that is a big concern. And it was very disheartening to hear those phrases come from the senator. But I knew full well there were going to be some things we were going to disagree on. And that's going to be one of them. Uh, that is definitely going to be one of them. But I will say, when it comes to working and collaborating and having differentiating ideas and putting those ideas at the table, that's what this podcast is all about. I fully support all that. And she said a lot of beautiful and great things in which I agree with. And which uh, uh, I, I feel and hope that y'all enjoyed that particular podcast uh, and enjoyed that interview. Uh, and it definitely shined a light that I bet most of you don't get to see because our media tends not to shine on things 
when it comes to collaboration and good things. It, it just doesn't. It only provides dark and shady bad news that goes on in the world because that's what makes money. Now, we are actually going to talk about that and more in the next podcast. We will have a two-part series with an interview from a very knowledgeable guest. And we are going to be hitting topics that you asked for, talking about critical race theory, race issues, and we're going to dive in from a different perspective of that of the Chauvin sentencing and that of the perspective of George Floyd and Chauvin. It's going to be a very intense, thought-provoking topic. And sometimes you may even think scandalous. So tune in next week for part one of our conversation as we discuss these very in-depth topics concerning race and how it affects society and American culture alike. I understand that this is a little bit of a shorter podcast, but I want to provide you quality. So the longer content is coming next week. So stay tuned, and I guarantee you, you do not want to miss it, and you do not want to miss the perspective of my special guest next week as we talk about these very intense topics. So if you haven't already, check out the website. Follow us on Facebook, and if you have a question, you can direct message me. Or you can email me at draywaddles at gmail.com because I know you got questions and I got answers and I want to help build you and equip you on your journey on top of the mount as we reach and try to discuss the campaigns ahead. So I thank you all for listening. Please consider subscribing, leaving a very kind rating and sharing this podcast on social media or with a friend. So until next time, we'll be continuing our discussion, equipping you for those campaigns ahead right here on top of the mount. And trust me, you don't want to miss next week's episode.